0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Music Industry 360 podcast. I'm Vanessa. I'm Tarika. And this is our first episode of the Music Industry 360 podcast. So we just want to give you a little background information about why we're doing this, who we are, and we will go from there. Sounds good. All right, so the reason we're doing this podcast is basically to just give information and education about the music industry to record labels and artists out there because we don't want them to get taken advantage of, and that happens so much in the music industry. So we're just trying to get that knowledge out there about what we experience, what our artists have experienced, and just to help people spread
1: their music, basically. The Music Industry 360 podcast is powered by Symphonic Distribution. Symphonic is a digital music distribution company. We help our artists to spread their music worldwide. We also offer a bunch of different services from sync licensing to monetization. Anything you can think of, we probably offer it. So we're like a one-stop shop. Yes.
0: (laughs) I hate that phrase, but that is really (laughs) what it is. So just a little background information about your host. Um, My name's Vanessa. I'm a creative designer with Symphonic Distribution my main hobbies are anything collecting anything sailor moon uh going to conventions because i'm a big comic book nerd uh and i love my cats so but yes i also love video on a little side note but more sailor moon and cats
1: (laughs) i'm tarika the digital marketing coordinator here at symphonic and i love anything that has to do with kanye west i'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for that (laughs) but i love his music i love his design work like anything. I think he's a genius when it comes to just anything creative. So now that we got all that
0: boring background information out there for you, uh, let's bring on our first guest. Our first guest is our president and CEO Jorge Brea and he's going to be talking about how to sell your music online and how digital distribution works. We're back, and we're welcoming our CEO, Jorge Brea.
2: Hello, hello. How are you doing?
0: Good. Welcome to our humble abode.
2: This is a nice abode, <laughs> I must say. I, I feel very cozy in here.
0: You good? You want any coffee? Want I'm
2: any- good. I have my water, and I'm ready to be grilled like Barbara Walters, so bring it on.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so flattered. Barbara yeah. Walters. <laughs> All right, so first question, Jorge, I feel like we're on who wants to be a millionaire? That's right,
2: except there's no money on this show. What's the deal? Uh,
0: <laughs> except for people who want to make money with their music.
2: Nice. There you go. Good, Good recovery. I like that.
0: All right, so tell us, what does digital distribution mean?
2: Digital distribution essentially means if you're a musician, let's say somebody that's in a band or a rapper or a DJ producer, if you want to get your music out there, you'll come to a company like Symphonic, to get your music delivered to Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, etc. So it's different from the traditional distribution that everybody may know like CDs and so forth where you have to you know get your song or single album placed on a store and so forth. This is all digital you don't need any physical product whatsoever. So essentially you know with us if you log on to our website and you register you get access to a platform and that platform allows you to have one centralized place to upload your material. Once you've done that, then our platform will go ahead and essentially translate it to all the different formats that a, uh, you know, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes may need it in, without you having to worry about putting it in each individual format. That's why artists and musicians really do need a company like us in order to, you know, really distribute their material. Otherwise, they would have to learn coding and all these different uh, techniques to actually get their music out there.
0: So an artist that's just starting out, like they can't technically just go to iTunes and just say, hey, here's my single, check it out.
2: Correct. Yeah, the iTunes, the Spotify's, all those companies in the world, they're going to say to you, artists, like, this sounds great. We look forward to having it on, but we would much rather you go with a company like Symphonic to get your music delivered into our platform.
1: So what was the driving factor for you to open your own distribution company?
2: Yeah, so back you know, a million years ago now. Uh, I used to be a musician as well, used to be a producer, and I always wanted to get my music out there, but I didn't have the money to press CDs or vinyl or anything like that. And this was right around the time that iTunes um, had really just, you know, kind of launched and began. Um, And another store by the name of Beatport also launched and began, but it was really specific towards like the electronic music community. So, Music made, you know, for DJs, electronic, uh, house, breaks, etc. So I would produce music, I would want to get it out there, and, you know, I, I just didn't have the money, so I went ahead and thought I could probably just create a digital record label where I wouldn't have to spend the money, and I'll just put it out on Beatport, iTunes, etc. When I started to do that, people surprisingly bought some of my music. I don't know who they are, but thank you. Um, and that kind of led to to me wanting to help other Musicians, record labels that I was working with kind of move away from the physical because it was so expensive to maintain, especially when record sales were in the decline mode because of downloads uh, thriving and anti-piracy being very, very popular at the time, unfortunately. So that's kind of like what really led me to start you know, Symphonic is to try to help the community out as much as I could.
0: What do you think about how now records are actually making a a comeback? Like, how is that going to compete with digital distribution?
2: Well, you know, what's kind of cool about that, I mean, I collect a lot of vinyl. But what's really, really growing in that market is, you know, like Rolling Stones, Beatles, or a lot of, like, independent releases like Kanye, which I know, Tariqa, you're a big fan of. Yes. Um, (laughs) All these different, you know... Uh, major artists are doing the vinyl route because there's a nostalgia factor and people really are buying vinyl sort of because it's like the new coffee table book so they're buying it but they're not necessarily listening to it Um, and it's kind of weird because you know 10-15 years ago vinyl was pretty much dead and now it's essentially like the second uh, format that is most consumed behind streaming with downloads now going down into the third spot so Um, I think that it won't really affect the independent music community because it's really hard for independents to sell vinyl. Um, I just think it'll be something that's kind of cool for a new generation to enjoy and listen to. And if anything, it'll uh, really help the decline in CDs and download sales.
0: What is the craziest question that an artist has asked in regards to distribution? You know,
2: (laughs) there's probably a lot. We probably get a lot of crazy voice messages too or phone calls, but we did have one that I thought was really interesting. We actually did receive a phone call once from someone in jail asking us to pay them as their bail so they could get out of jail. That was a while ago. So no worries. You know, you ladies are safe. But that was pretty much the craziest thing that I've ever encountered. And and there's been a lot. So you can't please everybody was an artist. Yeah. Uh, You know, I can't really say uh, his name, but uh, for good reasons. Right. Um, But that was pretty, pretty wild for sure. Sheesh.
1: Okay, so what should artists look for when choosing a digital distributor?
2: In my opinion, I think every artist or record label should really see how big the organization is. So what I tend to see a lot is because there's an oversaturation of music, there's now become an oversaturation of the music distribution business. I see a lot of sort of um, kind of like label groups or distribution companies that really make themselves look like they're really big and established but really are just – bedroom distribution companies Um, and you know these distribution companies will actually work with other distributors to get their music out there so an artist will then have two middlemen to walk through so I think it's important for some artist or record label to really vet the size of a distribution company I also think it's cool for them to check out reviews there's a lot of things online that are said about distributors a lot of comparison charts that people can read Um, so there's a lot of info that's already freely available online Other than that, you know, what's their location? Because that makes it easier for you to be able to communicate with them uh, from a time zone perspective, but perhaps even a language perspective. And, you know, can they really kind of maximize your potential with other tools outside of just traditional distribution? Nowadays, we as a company have had to kind of diversify and, you know, get into various different sort of service offerings just to retain clients, but also to add as much value as we can. And I think that every distribution company now has to kind of do that just to, keep people pleased you know
0: yeah Tariq and i actually mentioned how we are a, a one-stop shop and like we hate that phrase but right. it really it really <laughs> does apply like i don't know what else we can refer to but there's a lot of different services that we now offer that uh, helps us compete
2: yeah definitely no i think and that's been kind of the cool thing too it's all kind of grown because of the team members that we've had you know what i mean vanessa she's uh She's a tremendous worker from a video distro standpoint. Uh, oh, she's thanks. very modest about it in, <laughs> in her intro, but uh, she does a lot of videos. And, you know, Tariqa herself gives a lot of feedback and advice from an editorial standpoint and social media. So all these different things that we do have really just kind of evolved over time with the team members as well. So it's really cool.
1: And Tariqa and I over here blushing. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> do artists get to keep control of their identity and music when they sign up with a digital distributor?
2: Yeah, so in most cases they do. I mean, I can really speak a lot for ourselves. Um, You know, whenever you distribute your music, we don't own the material. Uh, We're just kind of like the delivery platform for it. Uh, Depending on the deal that you have, we may make a percentage on the royalties. Um, But other than that, it's your identity. It's your name that's out there. Um, And in some cases, you know, like a platform like a Beatport, uh, not every artist can have like their own label name or their own artist name written on the... uh, Copyright and publishing fields. So that's where we put our name Symphonic just so that way we don't have to go through an approval process for an artist just to get them on. But other than that, it's their artist name and it's their representation online. We try our very best not to censor and any time that we've had to censor it's because of, uh, you know, improper material or improper messages that is something that we ourselves don't want to affiliate ourselves with
0: you said something about like delivery and it just made me think of like a paper boy. Like, you know, all the papers are, is like music. And mm-hmm. then like the houses are the different platforms. And so like we deliver, we're the delivery boy basically. Exactly. And we're delivering your music. Definitely. Different, uh, no. And,
2: and you don't even <laughs> have to edit that out actually. You know what I mean? That's, that's absolutely the truth. I mean, you know, everybody comes to us because it's one centralized kind of like database, one method that you have to learn, so to speak, to get your music out there. If, were an artist you'd have to really learn about 300 plus different methods and not every artist is a computer programmer so that that's one of the reasons why it's good to have us on your side so
0: definitely so how can a digital distributor help artists to sell their tracks
2: well the first thing that we can do is we get it to the markets easier than you know you would if you had to go through it individually Um, but the other thing is that we have a lot of good relationships with all these different providers that Not every artist, especially a new artist, may have when they're coming in. So we're able to pick up the phone, talk to Spotify, you know, for the U.S., and then talk to Spotify for Canada or Australia and try to work different relationships and um, kind of get different opportunities that may be available that aren't always open for each and every independent artist. So we're not only a delivery mechanism, but we're also a relationship builder for your behalf. I think... Most distribution companies, you know, even a side of us have that as a great specialty as well. Um, so, I'd say those are two big things that we and other companies do to help musicians for sure.
1: What exactly is a DSP and are artists guaranteed to be on every partner that's available?
2: So it's a good question. A DSP stands for digital service provider. Uh, we sometimes use the term stores or retail partners, but really all of them as a whole are called digital service providers. and. Artists can pretty much be guaranteed to be on Apple Music, iTunes, and Spotify. But then there's a few like Beatport, TrackSource, Juno. Uh, these are like boutique electronic stores. Um, so they're not going to accept all genres or even sometimes hip hop. So if you're a hip hop artist and you're wanting to be on a Beatport or TrackSource, it may not happen unless it fits their uh, criteria. So um, I would say that you have good chances of being on most, but you know there's a few that may limit you for sure.
0: I definitely have learned recently with music videos that iTunes, especially, is very particular about the content, about the quality. Um, and if you submit a music video that doesn't meet their quality, you know, even though it meets their size guidelines, they still have every right to not place it on their platform because it is—they're trying to sell it. It's because they're selling the music video versus uh, streaming. You know, you're just you're earning through the streaming, but with iTunes, they want to make it sellable. So if they on their team, if someone decides that that content is not sellable, they cannot place it. But I have, that is something to keep in mind when you're creating music or creating music videos to make it high quality.
2: Definitely. And, you know, the same thing we see, obviously, on the music side. So the way that we've done things on our end and our system is we've placed a lot of, like, rules. So if you're entering, like, a release name, we may add dash single or dash EP. All of those are, you know, iTunes-specific uh, requirements. And yes, you know, they're like the industry leader from a style guide perspective, uh, which I think is really great. I mean, over the years, they've done even more and more to improve their style guide. And while it creates uh, frustration sometimes from an artist standpoint because they may want their name fully capitalized or they may want artist name and artist name and that may not be allowed. um, It is for a good reason. You know, they want their products or they want products represented on their platform really, really positively. And it's our job to enforce what their style guide uh, says. But yeah, we have seen a few releases denied. Depends on the subject matter. You know, we're all about free speech and not censoring, but if the subject matter is a little bit too uh, sensitive given current events and so forth, then obviously uh, it can be denied at times.
0: All right, so what are the biggest benefits of working with a distributor?
2: Yeah, so the biggest one, and I continue to go to it, is you don't need to learn how to code. You don't need to learn all these different specifications. You know, a lot of people may not know, but to get music delivered, you have to use metadata. And that's, you know, an XML file. It's kind of like an HTML file that pieces, you know, a website together. Um, and every single provider has a very different method of how they categorize their metadata. So for an artist to have to learn that is is quite a time-consuming process. And it takes away from the art form of producing. It's also just easier, obviously. You know, you're just signing on. You're just dealing with one partner rather than dealing with 300 partners. You know, just getting your music out there is is challenging if you were to do it yourself. But marketing it and trying to f- get a feature in all the different providers is obviously tough. And really, you know, what I think that we can provide the best is a lot of knowledge, guidance and support. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we do a lot on our blog, social media and even our website to try to give as much knowledge as possible. Hopefully this podcast as well, um, just to try to help out as much. And I think. You can't just get that on your own as an independent artist.
0: Yeah, so just to reiterate, like we don't take, like people don't give us a WAV file and then we in turn just deliver it. like, no, there is a much more in-depth process. process. process, Yes, Yes,
2: there's just a lot of encoding. Our tech guys, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of sleep, uh, but, you know, it's all for a good cause.
1: So for all of the artists that are listening, what are some tips that you would give some who are established and who are just starting out?
2: I think, you know, there's a good parallel between new artists and also established ones. I think every independent one that's out there now uh, essentially is really has to do a lot of work. You almost have to be like your own team. But be consistent in terms of like your releases. So put out product at least like once a quarter, whether it be singles or EPs. Albums are good, but they can take a long time to produce. So I always tell folks like just stick to small wins and small releases because the more that you can put out there in a year, I think the better. Obviously, have solid social media, and it doesn't even have to be super duper um, like complicated. Just something that is professional. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've received uh, CDs and business cards, and I go on their website to do research, and then nothing works. And I've even tried to email people, and I get one of these like mailer uh, failed notices. So treat it as like close as possible to a business as possible. You know, if you really want to make it in the music industry, no one's going to do it for you. You have to really bust your ass to actually get yourself out there and you really want to be consistent and just kind of look the part as well as sound it. I mean, one other thing I always tell a few folks is, you know, have some humility, you know, um, particularly, honestly, in hip hop. I see a lot of talk about I have money and I'm this and that and this and that. But, you know, and that's cool from an artist's perspective, but from a personal perspective, be as humble as you possibly can Uh, because it's going to take a long, hard road for you to be noticed. And no one owes anyone anything. You know, we are a company that tries to represent as many artists as possible. So we want to help as many as we can. But, you know, we're a business as well. And we try to do what we can with just to keep the lights on, so to speak. So um, I always tell people to just be really humble, have the right expectation. Don't come in to the music industry thinking that you're going to make, you know, Millions of dollars, unfortunately, not to burst anybody's bubble because it can take a long, long, long time for that to happen. So. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: There goes Tarika's career. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: There's still a chance. <laughs>
0: Alright, so a little fun question, uh, Jorge, who are you listening to right now? Like, Do you get to listen, I mean obviously not every single track we distribute, but do you get to listen to some of our recent music and recent releases?
2: So every once in a while I do. I typically can check them out on Spotify, not to give a, a plug obviously, but our, <laughs> our playlists are pretty well curated so I get a chance to really check them out there. I can actually spend some time uh, uh, checking out the tunes, but other than that, I mean I like a lot of chill out music. I'm always listening to this artist uh, called Rival Consoles. I just think that um, he or they, I'm not sure if it's a band yet, but they just do music that I think has a lot of, you know, solid stuff to work to that's very background music, but at the same time with a lot of emotion. So I'm a big fan of them.
1: Okay, so that'll do it for our interview. Thanks for coming on, Jorge.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, It was a pleasure. You guys were were pretty nice to me, so I appreciate (laughs) that today.
0: And just wait till next time. <laughs>
2: that's right. Yeah, I'll be I'll be ready with uh, full armored gear for the next uh, slew of questions.
0: You just made me think of like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> yeah, it,
2: it it's kind of like that every day. You know what I mean? In so. the music industry. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so, Tarika, what upcoming
1: events do we have coming up? We have the Tampa Music Conference happening on June 22nd. It's a great opportunity for local artists to network and basically like learn anything that they don't know about the industry or learn more about what they know. And we actually will be there uh, doing
0: a little networking event, right?
1: Yeah, we will. We're doing like a speed networking. Mm -hmm. So like speed dating, but you know, networking.
0: (laughs) So if you want to meet Tarika and I, here's your chance. (laughs) So this is obviously in Tampa and on june twenty second. So hopefully we'll see you guys
1: there. What music are you listening to right now?
0: I'm actually listening to Muse's uh, recent release called Dig Down, okay. which is uh, it's basically a song about survival and and fighting the odds. It's an awesome music video as well. Like they had this one long shot. I mean, I am a video person, so of course, I'll focus on that. But a lot of longtime Muse fans um, are criticizing it, saying like it's not the regular stuff, but they need to realize that, musicians they need to be able to adapt and change they can't put out the same song over and over again so
1: no, i like their I, new song i definitely agree they have to keep up with what's happening and trends and like competitors
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm a big fan i actually recently just saw them a couple weeks ago here in tampa and they were phenomenal
1: nice nice so who are you listening to tarika so i have chance to rappers album on repeat coloring book i know it came out like forever ago now well not forever ago but late last year or early last year i'm not sure but i love him he's an independent artist who's like killing it right now and i'm also going to his concert too in june awesome so i'm looking forward to that thanks for listening guys i'm tarika and i'm vanessa we'll see you in the next podcast see ya